This is a podcast where we talk to musicians you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and on this episode, I am talking to Chad Sexton from Rock Band 311. So this is the third time 311 has been on the podcast, and this time I'm talking to the third member of the band to be on the podcast. I'm really hoping to collect the whole set. Uh, Chad's the band's drummer, and he and I have actually spoken a lot in the past as well, so it was great to connect with him again and have this conversation. So we talked about the band's fall tour, uh, a brand new album they're working on, uh, some of Chad's formative musical experiences, which was really fun to talk about um, some changes for the band and how they're operating and then how they're being inducted into a hall of fame in their hometown of Omaha. So if you didn't know this, I'm from Omaha and I've actually been able to talk to 311 about a million times. It was great to talk to them again, but you know, Omaha guy, love connecting with them. I mean, my handle on social is Omaha music guy. So makes sense, right? Anyway, I'm so excited to be able to talk to Chad again. So real quick, before we dive into the interview, I want to remind you, you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast. Find music news, reviews, interviews at popsandhisses.com. There's this episode, all the previous ones, concert reviews, photos, all kinds of good stuff. So go check that out at popsandhisses.com. But right now, it's time to talk to Chad Sexton from 311. Let's get into it. I'm in Omaha, of course, and so you guys are coming back to town, which it's always sort of a homecoming show for you guys. Uh, and you guys were even here last fall, so you guys are coming back through um, again, which would be fun. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we love getting back there. I I actually love getting back there, even when I don't play. You know, I try and get back as much as I can. You know, got a lot of family back there and stuff. So, right. Um, and again, you guys, you and I have talked about this before. Do you do you make a point still to grab a slice of La Casa pizza or maybe a couple pizzas to take home when you come through town? um pretty much yeah yeah i'm always there uh yeah i'd have to say i probably haven't missed that uh spot in a long time so yeah um, as far as i can remember every time i'm in town i definitely hit la casa yeah for sure i am um i live near the leavenworth location i'm like two blocks away i'm like walking distance which is dangerous distance to oh be yeah to that Food? yeah so. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah i also like going to the greek there on center street yeah so good yeah that's one of our yeah, I hit, spots. yeah i hit both those spots every time i'm in that's awesome yeah the you guys last time you were in town you guys had a la casa 311 t-shirt which is awesome it's one of my favorite things but yeah 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 those you can still get those shirts over at the uh the la casa on 168th over yep. there Mm-hmm. yeah there's a there's a few left over there yeah there was uh fun to do that with uh tony over there tony is the head yeah. dude over there and uh yep, yep. yeah so yeah some of the shirts are still there that's awesome i might have to go out and get another one <laughs> yeah so uh just tell me a little bit about the tour with awol nation uh little fall uh tour you guys are out on you excited are you, you guys haven't started quite yet have you no no it's uh i think our first show with that i think we have a show before that the actual tour starts with with the package there but i think our first show is in clive with with the package and it's a small run we're we're stoked that uh that the other bands are coming out with us um and um yeah it's just a small run you know this year we kind of 
earlier on, uh, besides the cruise that we had in March, we kind of concentrated on doing uh, a lot of festivals, which was kind of fun. You know, it's a, a lot of great festivals out there. We played um, so many and <clears throat> so many different type of shows and um, really didn't do a, a tour this year um, until now. So, uh, yeah, it feels like it's been a while since we've been on the road because the festivals are kind of, you know, one-offs or, or, or two shows in a row. So you go out there for a weekend or whatever, and then you come back and we had a pretty busy schedule doing that all year. And then we had the, uh, the cruise, but it's going to be great to finally get back out there again and, uh, you know, get on the buses and, and sort of hit it, you know hit it in that manner again. So yeah, we're, we're excited to get out there again. Awesome. I wondered, I mean, I imagine those, there's probably different stresses but doing like a kind of fly in or one-off show versus being on the road. Uh, yeah. But I imagine there's some element of it that's a little more relaxing, maybe a little less physically taxing doing it night after night. Um, and I wondered, I was thinking about that because like, how do you physically prepare for a tour? Because as a drummer, especially a run of dates a tour a longer tour like that's physically taxing like that's that's you've got a physical job man and you got to be up there to it for you know 90 minutes two hours i mean you know depending on what kind of set you guys are doing that, that's a lot yeah well you know there's there's no better way to get into shape other than actually playing shows you, you could even rehearse, you know, every day for a week, every day for four weeks. And there's just something about real shows that, um, that you build upon and actually start building sort of the real muscle. And I, and I don't know what it is. It seems, it seems like you should be able to gain by doing, you know, four weeks worth of rehearsals or whatever, but there's nothing that, um really gets you into shape like playing real shows you know and um and i think it's probably that way for you know sports as well um but yeah so i just kind of keep my hands warm and uh and i i go on walks um with my wife we go on walks and stuff so i you know just get the blood flowing every day and then you know the real the real build or the real uh, gain comes while you're playing shows, you know? So uh, you just try and. Yeah. I was just thinking, I imagine it's the, it's the energy, the crowd, the lights, like all that stuff sort of coming together. I mean, you mentioned like sports, like (laughs) practicing is a little different than you walk into the stadium. It's full of people. Like you're on time. Like, (laughs) like it's time. Totally different energy, totally different feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, there's just something about it where, you know, at the beginning of the tour, you're doing as good as you can do. By the end of the tour, uh, you should be sounding kind of the best that you can sound, you know. So that seems to always happen with the band, you know, at least to this point, even though we're getting older and stuff. But it's uh, it's working out. And uh, hopefully, you know, this isn't that long of a tour. So, right, right. Uh, you know, I... I do enjoy the longer, uh, not, not super long tours, but you know, the four or five week run 
because then you're you're really able to build up uh your playing ability and um yeah get in a groove and stuff like that the one-offs and flying out there um quite surprisingly is sort of taxing because the schedules you know some of the schedules can get really messed up as as you're flying from show to show and then there's yeah. just all these logistics that come into play, you know, and um, it can kind of uh, tire you out, you know, versus uh, versus being on a bus and being able to sleep and this and that. And um, but because your equipment's we, with you, like you're kind of in the groove, like everybody gets back on the buses. There's a truck, like all your stuff shows up. You're not having to I can't imagine having to do flying dates with drums, either getting them there or if you're using another person's kit, that's got to be stressful. Yeah, yeah. It's uh luckily we have a great crew and this last time we played Red Rocks, they I swear they were if they got one hour sleep before the Red Rock show, I'd be surprised because that's what I'm talking about is the the schedules sometimes are so difficult on those fly dates and stuff, but uh but they uh they probably got one or two hours of sleep um before the Red Rock show and and then they came through as as they always do. And, um, you know, the band was pretty tired as well that entire day, but nothing compared to the crew. So, you know, kudos to them, but yeah, yeah, we all have, we all have to go through it, but yeah, it's sometimes, sometimes more difficult doing those type of fly dates, you know, in terms of scheduling. Yeah. Just a different kind of way of going about it. So I, you were mentioned being on tour and being on the buses and like, just, it's fun the energy, like going place to place. So I, I've always enjoyed kind of the behind the scenes with you guys because you've known each other so long the band's been together so long I, I remember seeing a video and this maybe is a couple years back but you guys doing rock paper scissors to determine bunks or or spots yeah. or something like that and i just love yeah. that like i just wondered how do you it's 30 i don't know how many years it is this band over that many decades of being a band how do you maintain that friendship or bond or working relationship over many years i mean i know it's not I know it's not easy. I've someone once compared it to being married, but being married to five people at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um I mean, it's definitely changed over the years, you know, but I, sure. I think um and you know, like I have said before that I don't there's not one thing I can point to or one practice or you know, any, anything I can really say that's the key to doing it. But um, I think a lot of luck has went into it. Um, I think that we we all kind of uh, started out a long time ago, really, really loving music and really wanting to do that for our career. And so in turn, <clears throat> we've tried to kind of stay together Um as long as possible because you know we we love playing music and we want to continue doing that so you kind of do the things that that enable you to do that like get along and <laughs> right. work work out the problems and uh try and do some of the things uh you know in uh deciding certain things uh, by by like democracy rules and um so it's just a number of things over the years. And like I said, it's definitely changed, you know, because um, everybody changes as they get older, whether they're in sure. a band or not. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
it's it's been a a, a fun ride yeah definitely well it feels kind of uh of a i don't know what the word for it word for it is but kind of new refreshing period for the band right now i know you guys made a change in management a little bit and you guys are working on a new album you guys have been in the studio so like, what does that feel like from your perspective inside the band like kind of the trajectory the direction for 311 yeah i would say you know with with you know the new management and everything it's probably uh changed some of the guys focus and everything and um we're real excited to be with them, but, um, you know, making, when we were in the studio, learning the songs that we're recording now, um, you know, at one point I was, I just kind of broke away from, from us actually learning. And I looked around, like, can you guys believe we're in this studio learning songs again? Like, <laughs> this is so surreal almost because we've done this so many times and like, you you never know. I mean, you know, like you, you talk about the length of the band, but yeah, some of those things might be in your control, but some of those things, and especially now, might be out of our control, you know? And um right. So so just the fact that it's all kind of worked out and we're led to a place where we're in the studio learning songs again, it's like if if you really, you know not just go with the flow or, you know, and just do what you're supposed to do, but then take a minute to step back and realize, Oh my God, we're still doing this, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, there was one moment there when I'm like, you guys, we're, we're learning songs again in the studio. This is so, if you think about it, it's, it's really amazing and it's pretty, pretty weird. But, uh, and then of course we just get back to learning the songs again, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah, sometimes it's surreal if you if you step back and look at it, and then sometimes you have to kind of be inside it and and kind of get work and get done what you know has to has to get yeah. done sort of. For sure, I do think that perspective of uh, you know you hear athletes say like I get paid to play a game. <laughs> That's not to say it's not work. It's not difficult, but you know what a right. place you find yourself in. And I imagine. You know, a lot of artists I've talked to over the years be like, can you believe you're still doing this? I'm like, I'm amazed we made the first record, <laughs> let alone the yeah. next one, then the next one. And now you're 10, 12, 15 records deep. You're like, and we're still doing it. Like, it's got to feel really good. Yeah, I remember on our first record, <clears throat> I, I guess I was probably 21 making the first record. And I, I would often think, God, will I, will I still be rock drumming at like 30 years old? is that is that going to be possible you know so yeah to be doing it now and we're most of us are well in our 50s here so it's uh it's like whoa you know like i said you step back and it's like wow it's pretty pretty surreal sometimes right well in a 21 30 feels absolutely ancient <laughs> oh like, yeah oh, i'm gonna be an old man then <laughs> yep that's that's true it does but yeah here you are still doing it so i I I know you probably don't want to get into the ins and outs, but how does that feel to be doing that music? How is the album shaping up? Uh, how is these new tracks coming together? Is... I think I think it's good. Um, the best part about it is that it sounds like a three eleven record. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, uh, um, just like our previous records, there there is a lot of variety on it. So there's a you know, some hard rock and stuff. 
and then there's some more uh you know stuff that would be based around reggae or songs that are you know more have clean guitar so it's not rock it's more like it's right. not i'm not saying it's like amber but that's a it's a good parallel to use to where right you know we we have variety on our record so it's not just straight rock or straight reggae or you know it's always been like that but yeah it sounds definitely sounds 311 and um i was just talking to nick yesterday and and you know to kind of fill each other in on the on the updates of where where we're at um because i live in arizona now yeah and um and so yeah by at the end of the conversation we were both saying that man i you know i'm i'm liking how this album's coming together you know that's uh it it sounded pretty cool and um and it it does sound you know new and fresh but it does sound like 311 and so yeah we were just saying we we can't really wait to get it out there honestly we can't you know we're in the middle of making it and it's just like come on come on go go because we want to <laughs> you know we want to get it out there you know and um so yeah we're stoked on it so far you know and it's probably the the quickest that we've ever put an album together mm -hmm. you know sometimes mm -hmm. we have taken our last two records like took us you know a couple years each to put together but this one we just kind of rehearsed it this this year in our off time and and then you know we just started recording here in um in august yeah and yeah. um still recording now and then we'll have a little bit of recording to do after the tour and then um we'll have to get it mixed and mastered and and hopefully be able to hand the management you know uh the full record uh by january is is oh. the goal so yeah. we'll see and all things considered that's a i mean that is actually a pretty quick turnaround to get like start to finish like conception to completion that's actually pretty quick so that's awesome yeah 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 um one of the things i wondered is with to your point like it sounds like a 311 record it's got those different elements that the band's done before but you know feel familiar to what you guys you guys do bring a mix of different sounds in and i wondered where how does that happen for you guys like does that happen because of all your different influences or the stuff you like it I, i've always thought i still think 311 has a unique sound that no one has ever replicated. Uh, and it's just interesting to think about where that, that sort of collision of different influences comes from. Yeah. I mean, music wise, writing wise. Yeah. That comes from, um, like I, like I said earlier, all of us really loved music even through our childhood, you know, and um, it, it was pretty much uh a, a big thing in every, in everyone's lives when they were younger, you know, right, and right. then, and then of course everyone in the band doesn't like, you know, the same exact music. And so, um, you know, but there are things that we do all like, you know, like, like, um, bad brains or yeah. Led Zeppelin or, or Prince even, um, you know, maybe public enemy back in the day. So, um, there are things that we all do love and, um, and then there's things that we all sort of, uh, have our own little categories of what we, 
we listen to that the other guys might not really love. Mm -hmm. But I think that's how the music writing came about. But with with our band, you are dealing with with that. But then you're also dealing with actual tones of the instruments right. and 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 the voices. And so in the beginning, I guess it you know it's it's it is what it is. But after you go for thirty years or thirty three years as it is now, um, you sort of have these um, tones that people will will recognize as being your sound. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that might be Nick's voice, my snare drum, whatever it might be, you know? And, um, so, you know, doing that so long, people recognize that as kind of a 311 characteristic and then, and then the music, uh, writing and how we put that together from all the different styles and genres that we love that, that comes together like that. But, um, but yeah, it's uh it's uh quite a thing. We were listening to some music the other day with my drummer friends and and after a couple snare hits, they were like, Man, I can always tell that that's you. Like, you know, you know, like, how how is that? Why why can I always tell that that's you? I'm like, I don't I don't know, it's just the way I play. Yeah. You know, so but it's um we we feel very lucky to have that, you right. know, because um uh, I guess, how would I say it? That I, I guess maybe not every band has such extreme characteristics, yeah. and um, so we're we're we 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 like the fact that we do. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's been some TikTok videos. I don't know if you're on TikTok at all, but of people doing different drummer styles, and I love it because they'll play like a you know like a John. They'll play one song, but they'll play it by as John Bonham for ten seconds, and then right. Travis Barker for ten seconds, and like they just go yeah. through. Like, once you start hearing those, especially side by side, you start to be like, click into it if you weren't aware of it before. But that's always fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like that with most things. I mean, even, right? yeah, yeah, even metal guitarists. You would think that metal guitarists are kind of, you know, would be all the same because it's just metal and this and that. But there, there is such extreme stylized differences. You know, like Dimebag to. Yeah, yeah. Something else. I mean, there's only one dime bag, you know, and it's it's like it's it's crazy when you start realizing that, you know, because it's so. Uh, it, at that point, it seems so fragile, almost. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I have one question I want to ask you about, and it's it, uh, it's a little story for me first. So when I was 15, you guys came to Omaha, and you were playing Sokol. It was uh, like Bright Sound System, I think, it just came out. So. Um, like it sold out immediately. I'm 15 years old. I'm bummed. I can't get tickets. But it, this was pre, um, this is like pre-social media, right? Uh, right. Cell phones. Yeah. Somebody had a cell phone. So me trying to find tickets to this sold out show at Sokol was so difficult. So I'm going around asking everybody. I never could. But then one night I order a pizza and the pizza guy recognizes my 311 t-shirt and goes like, oh, you going to the show? I'm like, no, nah, I can't find tickets. He goes, well, I happen to have two extras. So I was like, this is amazing. So that was the first time I saw you guys, which was just really exciting to me. And it was this struggle for like months for me to find these tickets to go see this band I wanted to see. And so I, that leads up to my question for you, which was, did you ever have a band like that that you were just dying to see or a record you were going to get, whether it was, you know, when you're growing up here in Omaha or like even when you guys moved out to L.A., something that was just so 
you know, gratifying, satisfying to kind of uh, track down, find and get the right thing. Yeah. I mean, when I was super, super young, um, I, I was into kiss. And so, you know, I, I think when I was five, <laughs> I was begging my, begging my mom to go to the show and she's like, you're, you're not old no enough. Way. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember I, I cried all night. I cried all night because of that. And then, so I don't, the next time that I noticed that they were coming back to town, it's, it's like maybe 77, 78. And I, there was in the newspaper or whatever. And I showed her and I was like, I'm going to this, <laughs> I'm going to this. And I, I think I remember tickets were like, eight ninety five, you know, eight dollars ninety five cents or whatever. And so uh yeah, she she allowed me to go. She went with me. <laughs> and um and it was just yeah, it just changed my life, you know, because I was so young, been following these these guys, especially like you say, before social media, before the internet. So the only where you can the only way you can see these guys is like on their right. album covers in a magazine and it, it was like they were very rarely on tv yeah very different experience of encountering these musicians you love yeah yeah and so and so that was like you know gold i mean it was like an amazing experience you know and they came out on stage and they started playing and it was just so loud <laughs> and you know, and and the drummer sitting there, you know, Peter Chris sitting there just yeah. just hitting hitting the drums normal, but it's just like huge on these speakers. And I'm asking my mom, I'm like, so are they really playing? Because it's like th that that translates that how he's hitting that drum translates to those big speakers. And she's like, yeah, they're really playing. And I was just look back at it, and I was like, oh my god. And I yeah, so that as That's a young kid, yeah, that was like life changing. But obviously, there's been several bands and bands that i wish i would have seen you know and right uh, yeah. you know like that but, but i remember one time we went to california after we moved there and this jazz singer carmen mccray was going to be playing at the hollywood bowl and and so we got tickets because me and sa and may, maybe nick went with us too me and sa are pretty big fans of carmen and we went there and they sat down so excited i couldn't believe i'm going to see carmen because <laughs> she was very very old at that point yeah, and yeah. Um, and then one of the guys we're sitting next to is like yeah she's uh she had to cancel she's she's sick and we were just like oh my god you know so yeah never yeah. got to see her live but i probably i probably have 25 30 vinyls of hers you right. know but so i never got to see her and a band, one of my favorite bands that I always wish I could have seen live was Weather Report. Mm. And uh, I listen to Weather Report a lot still to this day. So wish I could have seen those guys, but uh, but it is what it is. And Wayne Shorter, you know, just passed this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, but that was, that was some great memories, you know, from back then. It totally changed my life seeing Kiss like that and, I love it, man. Uh, Thanks for sharing the story. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, I, we're running up on time, and I'm sh just one quick question. So you guys are getting your faces on the barroom floor in Omaha when you guys are here, right. sort of the Omaha Hall of Fame thing. So what's that feel like? 
Well, it's a, it's a great honor. It's a great honor. It's really cool. Um, you know, cool to be recognized by your hometown in, in such a way. And, uh, I think they've been trying to do that for a while and our schedule is just so busy that, you know, it's hard to do it, but we have uh, a day off before we play there. And, um, so that's, you know, when we're going to do it and everything. And, um, so yeah, it's just, just a great honor and, um, it's, it, we're pretty stoked about it. Thanks so much for listening to my talk with Chad Sexton from 311. It was such a great conversation. I had a great time talking to Chad again. You can catch 311 on tour right now, and you can see all of those tour dates on 311.com. That's 311.com. If you're in Omaha like me, you can catch 311 at the Astro, a brand new and gorgeous music venue here. Uh, just been there recently, and I am so excited to see 311 at that brand new spot. Again, really cool to have them be one of the first bands to play there. Check back to popsandhisses.com after the show sometime next week to see my thoughts from the concert, a little bit of a review, and always tons and tons of photos from the show. It's one of my favorite things to do is do concert photography, so uh, check that out from 311 coming up soon and lots lots more on the website from other bands, other shows. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and X, formerly known as Twitter, of course, as Omaha Music Guy. Drop me a question on one of those platforms and i will answer it on future podcast thanks once again to herdat media for producing the show you can find lots more of our podcasts at herdatmedia.com slash network that's h-u-r-r-d-a-t media.com thanks for listening see you next time a Herdat media production